Welcome to the Venture Mentality Podcast. We're bringing you the insights and interviews from top entrepreneurs and high performers on how to reach your goals and overcome your challenges. Hosted by 18-year-old high school student and entrepreneur, Jacob O'Connor. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the Venture Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today joining us, we have Olivia Arizolo. She has four degrees and she's known as the sleep specialist. What's up, Olivia? Hey, Jacob. How you going? I'm doing well. I'm glad that you could come on. And to start things off, I was hoping that you could provide a little bit of context as to what you do and kind of why you're known as the sleep specialist. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially what I do is improve people's ability to fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up more refreshed. Um, what has led me to this point was the desire to improve um, people's mental and physical well-being um, after experiencing depression, um, anorexia, bulimia as a teen. I wanted, and, and, and coming out of that myself, I wanted everyone to experience that same transformation. Um, so after that, I studied a Bachelor of Social Science Psychology, then a Certificate for in Fitness, then a Diploma of Health Science Nutritional Medicine, and eventually Sleep Psychology. Um, all understanding that I really wanted to help that overall well-being and that I needed, you know, qualifications to do that. So I studied psychology, fitness, nutrition, and sleep psychology. Into sleep, so I was seeing a range of um, of clients for like wellness coaching and I realized my sleep clients were getting really fast results very easily and this was great news for me. I started to speak with other people about it and I realized that everyone was struggling and no one was really doing anything about it. And then I also started to learn about the interrelationships between anxieties and sleep which is that if you have insomnia, you have a 17.98-fold greater likelihood of having an anxiety disorder. And then if you have insomnia, you have a 10 times greater likelihood of having depression. So when I started learning these statistics, as well as the biochemical changes within the brain, which occur... Um, from sleep, which impacts stress due to the HPA axis. Um, I realized that in improving sleep, you don't just improve sleep, but you improve um, anxiety and depression, and so as well as the physical recovery as well. So that's what led me to do this, to do what I'm doing. And a year later, here I am chatting to you. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people don't realize just how much sleep affects different areas of your life. And so from learning about Absolutely. learning about you and researching you for the interview, I myself actually learned a lot of different things about sleep. And so I was hoping that you could speak to some of the common misperceptions that people might have about their sleep. Absolutely. Let, let's go for it. Um, I think the biggest one I get is that like people are like, but I don't have time to sleep eight hours. That's so... I feel like that is actually a misperception that you need like eight hours to feel your best. Really? No, you just need to make sure that you do 
healthy sleep behaviors in the evening, which include things like blocking out blue light, meditating, um, you know, using magnesium, um, avoiding stimulants like sugar and coffee, things that we are aware of but tend to ignore. <laughs> and then when we have problems, we still complain. <laughs> yeah, um, I can... Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think that a lot of people also don't realize, you know, what their phone is doing to them, the, them whenever they sleep. So what are some of the effects yeah. from the blue light coming off? Yeah, so essentially, the biggest impact blue light has upon your sleep is that it blue light stops the production of the hormone melatonin. Melatonin makes you sleepy. So a lot of people say that they're just laying in bed and they can't sleep and they're scrolling on, your, on their phone. But the reason you can't sleep is because you're on your phone. Like it's like, it's akin to saying, oh, um, I'm overweight and I just, and, and the person's eating chocolate, no, <laughs> the person's eating chocolate nonstop. It's like, yes, you realize that there's a reason for that. And Equally, there's a solution. <laughs> so that's the primary reason why um, blue light limits your sleep. And it also heightens the release of a, a hormone called cortisol. And cortisol makes you feel anxious and awake. So, so then how do you combat that? So if you have to be on your phone wearing blue light blocking glasses is definitely a great strategy but also having a time where you cut off from your phone and won't use it is what i recommend so be at you know 9 p.m set an alarm and make sure that you actually pay attention to that alarm and then what what happens is by not being on your phone, you're forced to do something else, which is often more relaxing, be it, you know, chatting with, the per chatting with your partner or having a shower or meditating. Um, so you replace it with a healthier, healthier behavior. With, with that being said, what does your nightly routine look like then? Because um, I'm sure that you follow your own practices. So maybe it would be good to provide mm -hmm. people with an example. Absolutely. Um, so my nightly practice is that I will generally shut off from my phone maybe 9 p.m., 9.30. After that, I will have a shower, um, put, take some magnesium, use my pillow spray which contains lavender and then pop on some tranquil music and usually I practice some deep breathing in bed and or a meditation. So what does the deep breathing and the meditation do for you? Yeah sure so meditation helps slow the brain waves so what it's valuable for is allowing your brain to calm down into a more peaceful state. 
And this is also accentuated by deep breathing because you're focused on the present moment opposed to, you know, thinking about the next day or, um, you know, what's happened in the past. By focusing on the present, this helps activate the, and deep breathing, this helps activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which counteracts feelings of stress. Um, and it also helps your brain go into a rhythm called theta. Um, theta is a slower brainwave pattern than a conscious awakening like that I'm in right now, which is called alpha and beta. Um, so essentially just slows down your brain and counteracts stress, which allows you to get a better sleep. And I think that's so important for people to get a better night's sleep. But then sometimes you can do everything right leading up to going to bed. But when you wake up, you mm -hmm. still feel tired. So what do you do about that? Hmm. So, you know, the concept of doing everything right, there is like literally about 30 different things that you can do to promote sleep. Um, I just gave you a short sample of my night routine, which is like five of them. But you can also, you know, have a low sugar diet, reduce caffeine throughout the evening um, and afternoon, have waking up in the morning and exposing yourself to morning light is, re is really helpful. Um, there are many, many, like literally about 30 different factors which promote healthy sleep. So... I argue that maybe you're not actually doing the entire 30. And if you, if you're not, if you, chances are you probably aren't doing them every single night as well. So I argue that maybe you're not doing everything that you could be doing for sleep. And I guess that right there was a common misperception that even I had. So I appreciate you sharing that. But then what about, let's, let's say now that obviously most people aren't going to do everything right the night before, but what can you do yeah. in the moment the next day whenever you feel like mm -hmm. you, you need a nap or you're having a hard time staying awake, but you need to? Okay. So napping actually is completely okay. Just limit it to 30 minutes and make sure that you set a timer. Otherwise, you're likely to fall into deep sleep and it's going to... Um, it's going to make you wake up and feel super groggy. Um, so limiting a nap to 30 minutes. And if you, if you do nap, then having a, an, an eye mask and listening to a meditation track or tranquil noise or white noise with earplugs is definitely recommended. Um, as an alternative to that, a 20 minute meditation has been found to have huge benefits for, um, you know, attention, concentration, mental focus as well. So meditation is another great alternative. Um, outside of that, it sounds really simple, but it's often overlooked, literally just going outside in the fresh air. And moving your body, like getting your heart rate up a bit. So that change in physiology is called a pattern interrupt. And essentially like 
your brain is is fatiguing and so by putting yourself in a different physical environment and using your body's physiology to interrupt that um you know that fatigue is actually very effective and that one is is helpful because it can actually take you know shorter period of time as well literally just go outside for a few minutes jump up and down do some star jumps <laughs> go for a walk well wow, that's really important and i'm glad that you were able to share that but i want to backtrack a little bit to something that you'd said in the beginning of that list and that was playing a meditation in the background while you sleep or playing some white noise or tranquil music and i was just wondering yep. what effect does this have so the white so white noise which and so when i say tranquil music this usually has the same frequency as white noise so what it does is helps your brain into a slower slower brainwave state in a very similar way to meditation they actually work very yeah one they're one in the same um so again slowing your brain from that be alpha and beta state to a slower theta wave is what white noise and you know tranquil tranquil noise as well as meditation will do and what this does is it allows you to move into a more restful sleep faster so whenever you lower your brain from your alpha or beta to your theta state does that kind of just calm down the mind then which helps you then fall asleep is that what you're saying yeah so so like these are the technical terms for it you know like alpha and beta but really this is just a label um all it is is just labeling if your brain is super super active or if it's calming down so yes okay now let's do another scenario and i know i'm throwing a lot at you but i think that this is going to help a lot of people because entrepreneurs especially which is my main audience they usually have a hard time dealing with stress and anxiety and you know matter of fact mm. sleeping so what about the person mm who wakes up in the middle of the night and they can't fall back asleep. What, um, should they lay there and try to fall back asleep? Should they get up? What advice could you offer to them? So I would practice deep breathing for a few minutes. Do not turn on any lights. Do not reach for your phone, but practice deep breathing. If you would like to use a meditation um, listen to meditation as well. If you are not asleep within 20 minutes, get up out of your bed and go and do something soothing, maybe read a book or do some writing because often we wake up because we have too many thoughts in our head. So, you know, by actually writing some of them down, it can show your brain that it doesn't have to literally ruminate on the same idea you're okay to rest um yeah this has been this is used in clinical um studies to help people get back to sleep yeah i've actually i've heard about people having i guess they call them dream journals and they keep them by their bed because they'll have a nightmare yeah. or a strange dream or they'll be overwhelmed or they'll have something that that they might remember in the middle of the night and so if you can write it down mm -hmm. i've heard that it's just a better way of releasing it exactly right you have done your research 
research. <laughs> I try to. Now, how long in the morning after you wake up do you recommend pausing from looking at your phone? Because I know that this, uh, the screen light, the blue light is not also good in the morning too. Yeah, at least an hour. Why an hour though? What difference does the hour make? So ideally you want your, your morning, the first hour, I'm sure that you're aware of the power hour, you know, having that time to yourself to focus on, you know, your own, the day ahead, do some exercise, do some meditation, some deep breathing, some affirmations, do some gratitude. All of these activities are not on Instagram. By going on Instagram, by going on social media, which is, or checking your emails, which is, you know, I'd say the most common reasons why people check their phones as soon as they wake up. All that does is all of a sudden you've forgotten all about gratitude. You've forgotten all about affirmations. You forgot about goal setting for the day. You're just thinking about, oh, I have to respond to this work email. Um, so basically it just distracts you. And on a psychological level, it's been linked to higher stress levels. And so literally jolting your brain into a state of stress as soon as you wake up, your cortisol level spikes right up. You get super anxious, super awake, super wired. And then you further that with, you know, most people have a cup of coffee in the coffee in the morning. And so it just, what it does is it essentially drains your adrenals far too quickly. And as a result, you're more likely to fatigue in the early afternoon and then need, you know, another coffee or another, you know, hit of sugar or something to pep you back up. Um, so it essentially just contributes to that daytime fatigue, which is why I recommend, you know, have your, have your morning as your morning, which means it's not on Facebook having a, having a look at everyone else's morning. You're there thinking about your own goals, your own objectives, your own affirmations and your own gratitude. Absolutely. I think it's so important to win the morning. And before I forget, where can people find you if they want to reach out or learn more about you? Oh, thanks. Um, well, I hope that I've been helpful. So in reaching out to me, probably the best way is through Instagram. Um, my Instagram is just my full name, which is Olivia Arizolo. Alternatively, I have a website, um, but I'm more current on my Instagram. So link in with me there and, you know, feeling, feel free to shoot over any questions. I'm more than happy to help as I can. And um, I also have some retreats in planning as well. So for anyone who wants super rejuvenation, um, you know, linking in with me on Instagram is the best way. And then I can share with you about dates and, um, you know, exactly what those retreats will entail because it won't just be sleep. It will be all, all wellness aspects. So um, TBC on that one. Sweet. And before we go, I've got one last question, but first a little bit of background. Mm -hmm. So when you died, the only thing that matters, the difference that you made and the impact that you had. So with that being said, what difference do you want to have made? And what impact do you want to have had? I want to improve the mental and physical well-being of the global population. And so that's, I think, I feel like that answers both of them.